welcome to Up To and Including Death. My name is Dr. Patricia Brewer. And I'm John Brewer. And uh, we are a couple weeks late. Yeah, things happen. Yeah, we had a tragedy. I had one. Did you? Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I had a miscarriage and uh, it sucked a lot and I'm still going through the stuff. And so that's why we uh, did not post last week. Um, but today we are going to be watching Malignant. Yes. And I'm excited to see it. 2021 film. Yeah, it's one of the newest ones we've done. Will you tell me about it? Well, the, uh, quick synopsis is Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities. Dun, dun, dun. That's fun. Yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about this movie. What's the podcast that... um, So the reason that we are watching it is because you want to listen to a podcast on it, right? Yeah. So what's the podcast? Uh, How did this get made? So this is like... Is this meta podcasting kind of? Or is it pre-meta? It would be pre-meta. Because we're podcasting on this so that you could listen to a podcast on this. I've had it like saved in my Spotify for like months. And now you're like... Knowing that we were going to do this movie at some point. get over it. Let's watch Malignant. So. So here we go. (laughs) You had to get over it? (laughs) I don't know what that meant. HBO is what it is on. Is it an HBO original? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Because it released on HBO Max and the theaters at the same time. Oh, okay. Do you want to tell us a little bit about this film? Well, it was directed by James Wan. Ooh. It stars... Oops. People. Yeah, my thing went weird. Um, <laughs> Annabelle Wallace, said. Maddie Hassan, George Young, and McCole Brianna White. I gotta say that looking at the names of the characters versus the names of the people, it's almost like like Annabelle Wallace. That's like a horror movie name. That's her real name. I know, but her, na- her name is Madison Mitchell in the film. But, I mean, a lot of these names seem like the names of people that are in horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> well, on IMDb, it's got a 6.3 out of 10 rating. Okay. On Rotten Tomatoes, Ooh. it has uh, a 76% on the tomato meter. So it's the, the critics love it. And a 52% audience score. The audience hates it. That's, pretty, that's a little low for the ones that we watch. I but, think, well, it seems like a lot of these movies that are hyped before they come out, uh-huh. Really have panned on Well, ratings. actually, a lot of horror movies do play along with the themes of people that are scared, so it's not really a new concept. Well, I understand, though, because there's been a couple of movies that I grew to love that were so hyped the first time I watched them, I was like, meh. Like Jason X. No. I, <laughs> that one was like, nobody liked it, and then I went in with zero expectations and loved it. I, I was thinking more along the lines of Napoleon Dynamite and Borat. Oh, yeah. They were movies that were so hyped. I was so excited to watch them. And I watched them, and I'm like, well, that wasn't that great. We never did see the second Borat. No. And then, but then I go back and watch them again, and I really liked them. I don't know. Napoleon yeah. Dynamite is just too I like long. It. I like There's it this lot. skit on SNL that just came on that's, that says, short movie. Can you give me a short movie? And it's just about how terrible it is that movies are so freaking long, and can't we just get, like, an hour and a half film? Which a lot of horror movies are short. This one's an hour and 51 minutes and 38 seconds. Yeah, this one's a little longer. Yeah, I hope we have enough time to actually record tonight. Yeah, I think so. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah, if we okay. get on it. So what are the critics saying about this? Well, we got a few here from the top critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. From uh, Peter Nem- Perry Nemiroff. Says James Wan Wan swings for the fences and it pays off big time. Malignant is a bonkers and bloody delight that showcases a multitude of different skills and styles Wan's honed through his horror films over the years. Bonkers and bloody delight. All right. Yeah. Wan's final twist is so maniacal and so, and this is a compliment, deeply and thoroughly stupid. <laughs> That it more than makes up for the minor missteps along the way. That was from Allison Shoemaker. So deeply and thoroughly stupid. That is the best way to describe so much horror movies. Because Mm -hmm. it's like, when something happens and you're like, what the fuck? Like, or what the fudge? Yeah. No, I said the F-bomb already. There's one negative review from a top critic. Okay. It's Jenny Nolf. Oh. Who says, Malignant isn't a good movie. Oh. But the bones of its giallo salute are just outlandish enough to make one wonder if the obtuse moments are purposeful. F this lady for using giallo salute <laughs> in her freaking... Um, Sorry, this is... could you say that again? See, Siri doesn't even you. like that. Stop it, Siri. Siri is angry about that. And another quick one. Malignant is the type of movie that requires viewers to strap in and shut up from the onset. So maybe we'll make it through. Oh uh, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll this be... is one of the ones that we don't talk for an hour. Maybe, maybe it's kind of like Mandy. Man, Mandy. Just to go back to that film, I just remember the first half of it being like, "Oh my god, nothing is happening." Blah blah blah, and then we don't talk on the podcast for an hour because it's so good. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, as far as the box office, I'm actually surprised how well it did. Yeah. Because it was during COVID and released on HBO at yeah. the same time, but it did, it did five and a half million on opening weekend. It was September twenty twenty one too. It's Omicron. Yeah. But it did make almost thirty four million dollars worldwide. Huh. So does it say how much it cost to make? I, I'm going to find that. But uh, the surprising thing is, well, I guess not surprising, but the international made more money than domestic, huh. probably because of the HBO Max release. Oh, that's it true. It made over $20 million international. And I feel like the HBO million. Max release was really good that people got to see movies, but a lot of people just never got yeah. to see Ooh, The budget was $40 million on this. So they didn't make what they spent. No. And it, I don't wow. imagine that they would. But a part of it, though, I think with sometimes when they make these movies by something like an HBO, it's more about having the content for... Like, what does yeah. Netflix make when it makes movies or TV shows? It's like, hard to... Yeah, it's hard to uh, to quantify that. Yeah. So this made $34 million at the box office. Yes. So as long as HBO got $6 million for this being on... Yeah. On the streaming, they made their money back. Um, Here's a question. Yeah. Did, uh, but I mean, again, yeah, how do they make money off of, like, this watching of it, except that we have HBO? There's probably a lot of subscribers just for this, because it was hyped. Oh, yeah? Like, people were like, you know, maybe this is the thing that's going to get me to get my HBO. You get that seven-day thing, because you want to watch Malignant, and that's how they get you. Yep. Because it's two months later, and you're like, I have HBO? What? (laughs) Okay, well, I kind of am scared though, and you know, I'm a delicate person right now. I'm in a, I'm in a yeah. bit of a. I'm this, this might have been a poor choice. Oh no! <laughs> tell me about. Okay. I'm a little worried. Tell me, is this appropriate for me as a 36 year old woman child? Well, we'll go through the parents' guide and see. Okay. Sex okay, and, husband. Sex and dad. nudity. Yeah. None. Oh. None. There's no sex or nudity in the film. Excellent. Mentions of rape briefly. Oh. A woman is seen urinating on a toilet in a jail cell, but no private parts are seen. Oh. Behind bar scenes, there are some prostitutes that show cleavage. Oh, my God. But then we go on to violence and gore. 
And this is the IMDb variants guide, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so th- is, are, these are like people that have seen the film that are insane enough to write this down. Yes. Okay. And it is severe. Ooh, we haven't watched a severe violence and gore in a long... Have we ever seen a severe violence and gore? Since we started checking it? Probably, but this is the longest list by far Ooh. and the most... Can you uh, tell me, like, the top four that are not um, spoilers? Maybe top three. Okay. The first one is awful. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Yeah. A pregnant woman head is bashed against the wall by her abusive husband. Ooh, well, I'm not pregnant anymore. Yeah. And you did hit me in the face recently. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, lo- that was like the worst dark humor. It was an accident, everybody. That's what he told me to tell you. It was an accident. Okay. Um, a woman is stabbed. Blood splatters onto the camera. Oh, that's fun. A man is stabbed. A woman is shot. Oh. See? It's, it's equal. So this is a very long... Like, I guess because so many people saw this... Yeah. Yeah. People's arms are graphically snapped and bones are shown sticking out of their flesh. That's great. There are lots of extremely bloody and grisly stabbings with slashes with blades featuring spurts and sprays of blood. Well, that sounds delicious. Well, let's go into profanity because I'm, I'm a little worried because I'm so fucking delicate these days. Moderate. Oh, okay. 11 uses of fuck. Okay. Two uses of bitch. <laughs> two uses of shit. And three uses of goddamn. They're infrequent, though. <laughs> realize like i don't know except when you read out loud this like these lists i don't know i've ever heard you use the word bitch in your everyday words i've never heard you say that it's not normally in my lexicon like you i mean sometimes you'll do that and i say you know like that that joke from um key and peel yeah but that's different yeah i don't think so. it's funny to hear you say it on this because it's like you say it as someone that reads this word and hears this word but does not use their mouth to make this word yeah okay oh let me go to alcohol drugs and smoking okay none oh frightening and intense scene severe Ooh. there's domestic violence scene and high tension mm. throughout the film High tensions. It's interesting that the gore has such a long list, but the the frightening... It's just is, like everything is frightening. Yeah, just. it's harder to quantify frightening sometimes, because I gotta tell you, with uh, with the cap... It was the, the, what was the... The general. The cat that they named the general in the last oh, Stephen yes. King novel, novel we watched. Like, I was high, high tension the whole time, because I want to make sure that cat was okay. Yeah. That bitch tried to kill that cat. I oh, think good. that the mom should have died at the end of that. She probably did. Probably. Maybe this is going to convert into Pet Cemetery somehow. Maybe. Yeah, I have to read that. It's on like the next book of my Stephen King list is Pet Cemetery. It's sitting on the nightstand, and it's like I just know it's going to be really scary. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we watched the parents. We read the parents' guide. Yeah. You read to me some reviews. You told me a little about the movie. Oh yeah. And you're excited to watch it because of. Um, <laughs> Podcast yeah. addicts? No. What's it? What's the podcast? How did this get made? How did this get made? Yeah. You've been waiting to watch this. So you're making your poor it's, wife. It's been on for like it's been on my list on Spotify for six months. Six months. I've had it saved. And you're just like, now is the time. We have to do this. Yes. Yeah, October. October eighth oh is when it's from. Well, it sounds like we should probably just like watch this movie on there, bud. Yeah. All right, let's go. You 
You've been a bad boy, Jumpy. I have been. That's what she said. Well, in the movie, it starts in 1998, which was 24 years ago. 23 at the time of the film. That seems crazy. Yeah, so that's what we're establishing. And we've got a scene in a mental hospital that for some reason is the same kind of, like, building as Parliament. But it's just a gigantic hospital on the shores of a lake. On a little isthmus. Yeah, it's nice. Or a peninsula. Um, a fancy thing. And so this woman is basically... Spe- doctors like, I believe we can help this kid. She's talking to the camera. But then it turns out that he got out of his room and he killed like five people by cutting their throats and breaking arms and stuff. And then uh, and then they decided that they got to cut out the cancer. Yeah. Which I, I, have, a, I have an idea. Okay. I think that there's a person... That has an evil twin on their body. And they're going to cut off the evil twin. Like basket case? Like basket case. They're going to cut off the evil twin. And then the evil twin is the murderer. And the girl that he, that sees all of the murders is secretly the, for some reason, twin of this other monster. Well, that twist would be thoroughly stupid. It would be thoroughly stupid. That's my call. It is four minutes and 19 seconds into the film. Should we go? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is an interesting choice of a movie. I had no idea. The so the Do you want to explain <laughs> Jesus Christ? What? No, I mean it's just like fucked up. Yeah, it's a an inside look at probably a realistic domestic abuse situation yeah so this woman comes up in a in like a station wagon from the from the old, 80s yeah an old toyota corolla station wagon <laughs> but it's modern day and pulls up to this gorgeous victorian home that is very nice inside so some juxtapositions there are kind of odd because it's like very expensive house but not expensive car she's a nurse she comes in and she goes upstairs and her husband's there watching wrestling or something? UFC. UFC. Which is funny because you've been watching a lot of wrestling. Yeah. And he's watching wrestling and he's on his phone. And she comes in because she's not feeling well. And she turns off the TV. She's clearly afraid, though. And yeah. a part of me is like, if you are worried about your husband beating you, why'd you turn off the TV? But that's like a really <laughs> shitty... But it's a movie, that's, you know? It's like, if you don't want to get raped, don't wear those clothes. Yeah, it's like, oh, like, if you didn't want to be hit, you wouldn't burn dinner, you know? That kind of thing. Wow. But um, but anyway, I mean, it's really shitty what people say to domestic abuse survivors. Um, but this woman, like, turns off the TV because she needs to rest because Dumpling, which they call the baby, is giving her trouble today. Very active. And so the husband gets up, and he says a bunch of stuff about, like, how sh- how many babies of hers, how many of his babies have died in her because she's not a good mother. Yeah. So up. very appropriate for someone going through their second miscarriage. Still currently. Sorry. Sorry. And then... I had no idea. The gu- I know. And then, because the, it says domestic abuse, uh, and then the woman, he slams her head against the wall so hard she bleeds, but in a way that's like clearly done many times the actor that's playing the abuser is doing a really good job because every it like looks super real it looks super real and everything about this guy's body like his not his body but his like his like the way he's comporting himself is screaming 
this is an abuser, and now he's like, I love you, baby, I'm sorry. Yeah. I've, I quit drinking for you, and I love you and our daughter, I'll never do it again. And holy shit, it's 10 minutes and 42 seconds in, that's a lot. Yeah. But you know what's really exciting, though? What's that? Is I'm pretty sure she's the main character, and he's about to get ripped apart, or will get ripped apart at some point in this movie. You think so? I don't know. I think Isn't she the main character? I don't know. Oh. If she's the main character, Because the main character is supposed to have... Um, like waking dreams about grisly murders but she just got her head bashed in maybe that causes it I'm just wondering if she's envisioning this now oh shit but I'm not sure maybe let's go I don't know enough about this film I'm excited about it okay let's go oh boy my wishes was granted so soon (laughs) yes um, so we got to see the bad guy very soon because, so the, so the pregnant lady has a concussion. She's got blood in her hair, like blood, lots of blood in her head. Yes. And, uh, she's sleeping and we cut to bad guy sleeping who plays Adam on Supernatural. Shout out to Sarah. Who's maybe listening to this because you know, Adam, I'm not Sarah. I can't tell John who he is. Because it's a spoiler for our Moose and Squirrel podcast. But he's coming up, I think, in season three, John. So don't worry. Wow. We got a long way to go. Yeah. Well, not actually, because we're in season two. We still have to record that. Well, maybe yeah. we'll do that tomorrow. It'll be fun. But anyway, so um, so he's a bad guy, but he gets killed by a supernatural entity, and it was very spooky. Yeah. It's I've got to say, it's a very interesting, like, long hair, walks around like an like, arachnid. Like the ring lady. Like the Ring Lady, but it gives me a real vibe for like Ariadne, like from Greek mythology, who gets turned into a spider. It looks like a woman that gets turned into a monstrous spider that then breaks the neck of abusive husbands. But then she did also attack the pregnant lady. And the pregnant lady ended up on the floor of the nursery with a head injury. We don't know if she's still pregnant. We don't know if the baby made it. No. But I'm guessing. That's probably going to be part of the ongoing thing is this baby's going to be like crazy or something. Is the baby going to be crazy or is the monster crazy? I don't know. Or is it that this woman that had the head injury, you know, she had the head injury and I think she it's her twin sister. They have the same hair. Well, we know it's going to be a crazy twist, so I'm not even going to try to figure it out. Okay. Well, I think I already know it and then you get to gloat if I'm wrong and I get to gloat if I'm right. Okay, let's go. Okay. So, John. So, yes. Interesting choice of film again. Yeah. We're at 22 minutes in, and we got to see... So, the main woman has survived, um, and she is told by her sister that comes to see her that the baby doesn't make it. And in true movie fashion, her stomach is completely flat. She was like... She looked like she was six or seven months pregnant. Mm. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, because she was showing... Yes. You know, um, and but now she's completely flat, which is not how that works. <laughs> no. No, you still, because the horror of it is that your body stays the same and then slowly deflates. Unless if the, they medically took her up, I don't no, know. They, no, the thing is, like, even if they medically, they would have had to do a DNC or something like that during the miscarriage. Yeah. But, like, her uterus wouldn't be contracted for a couple weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, anyway, it's just the whole thing. But, anyway, you got to see another woman find out 
at a hospital setting that she lost her baby, and how accurate was that? It's pretty close. Pretty close. Um, we're going to leave it there, but there's a trigger warning for miscarriages in this particular film. Um, but now she's gone back to the house. Uh, meanwhile, there's a couple cops. One that's clearly in love with Maddie's sister. Maddie's the main woman, but Maddie's sister is blonde and plays a princess. There's some some looks going on there with the main cop guy, but okay. they definitely cops definitely thinks that Maddie did it because her husband was abusive, and so clearly was able to snap his neck in half and beat her own self up, which is stupid. <laughs> cops in the films can be silly. Yeah. All right, um, and maybe that cop that was stupid. My who was eating a a blow pop at a in a morgue morgue maybe she'll end up. I think that's a way of showing how grizzled you are. Yeah, I mean the eating in morgues is like a big thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's grizzle it up and watch this movie. Okay, John, I want to hear your theory that you just told me again. Well, they've been living in this house clearly for a while. Yeah. And there's no, like, horror going on. No. And then she gets smacked in the head. Yeah. And all of a sudden crazy shit happens. Yeah. So I'm wondering if something got knocked loose all of the Flintstones. Uh-huh. You know, a big hit in the head. And she is, like, she killed her husband. And she thinks that it's this creepy ghost, but it's really just her malignant tumor that knocked loose in her brain. And she's just lost her mind. Yep. Yeah. Or, like, maybe, like, she was having the miscarriage and it made her kill her... I mean, like, who knows? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Dude. That was pretty horrific, huh? This is such a good movie. <laughs> 38 minutes in, um, we f- of course, we find out that she is adopted. Maddie's adopted. Um, and the reason she wanted a kid was because she wanted something that she was biologically related to. Yeah. I mean, it's clear that she is the person that the cancer got cut out of. And the malignant thing is the thing that maybe is killing everything. But there was like a really cool scene where she's like doing her laundry and she sees the doctor who cut out the, the tumor or whatever. Yeah. As if, and she's like, what are you doing in my house? The doctor says. Yeah. So Maddie, like, freaks out, and she's, like, because she, she's in her house, she suddenly, she can't move, and her house melts around her, and she watches as a hooded figure with, like, long brown hair, just like hers, just, like, beats the crap out of this doctor. Yeah, stabs her with an award. No, it doesn't stab her with the award. Yeah. I thought they would. But yeah, yeah, just... beats her to death with a best uh, award in surgery. Yep. So good. And now she's woken up because the thing is, the reason what started all this was that she started bleeding again. Yeah. Her head started bleeding again and she saw all these visions. So I think, I think, I think you might be onto something there, Mr. Yeah. Right. Should, we, should we watch it? Yeah. yeah. Should yeah. we go? Should we go? Yeah. So what's really interesting about your theory, John? Yes. So we just saw her, we saw the bad guy murder again. Right. And it was very cool because so basically the main character knows that she's seeing the murders and she's freaked out. Her her adopted sister has come to stay with her because she's freaked out and she's she sees the next murderer. She's in bed and it's like sleep paralysis where she can't move. And like the murderer like climbs over her to get onto the guy 
and we get to see the horrifying face. But the thing is, like, when you see the murderer with her present, with Madison present, it does all these really scary body things where all of its limbs are out of order and it's doing creepy shit. But when we see it without Madison present, when it's in its little, like, hidey hole, where it has kidnapped someone and and duct taped it to the ceiling, it's just walking around like a normal person. Maybe it likes to be scary and creepy. That's true. I don't want to kill people. I want to make them creeped out. Or maybe it only looks creepy because that's what she sees when she's doing the murders. But she's woken up and her sister's there. Yeah. So, so many questions. Yeah. Creepy. I like it. Can I go? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. John. Yes. Madison just got an interesting phone call halfway through the movie. Yeah? Yes. How we got her number. I don't know, but uh, Madison got a phone call, and we learned that it's uh, her real name is Emily. Mm-hmm. Her fake mother gave her that name, Madison. Yes. That everyone convinced her that he was just a voice in his in her head. Yep. And she goes, Gabriel, no. Yeah. So his name is Gabriel, and that's like because we saw Emily on the on the opening, opening sequence credits, yeah. in the opening credits. Gabriel was in the opening credits too, and I was right, but that was not the twist. It was just like a, I mean, the kind of a, I mean, it's just like uh, a part of it. So you're still possible for yours being the stupid mm-hmm. twist. I'm really curious. I really want to know. But uh, other than that, they have gone to the cops. Um, so after the last uh, vision, uh, Ma- uh, Madison and her uh, sister went to the cops. Cute cop still has a crush on sister. Yep. Um, and uh, they found the dead body. Yeah, she was right. Yep. So And Grizzled um, Detective is angry. Yeah, the Grizzled Detective is angry for reasons. Uh, let's go. Holy shit. John. Yes. This movie's really good. It is. It's very different. Oh, it's so different. Yeah. How is it different for you? What do you think? Just the whole concept of, like, it's a supernatural being, but not, maybe? Yeah, it might just be, like, an, some kind of twin situation. It's the first time it I think I've seen... could just be her, somehow? Like, a horrific, contortioning monster, like, running away from a cop. Okay, so basically, the the they figure out there's a third doctor involved. He figures out... The cop, the main cop guy, figures out there's a third doctor involved, so goes to check on the doctor by himself in the middle of the night finds and and at the same time madison is like having one of her terror fits and she's trying to yell at him that the murderer is still there and it's behind him yeah when he walks into the kitchen into the bed the bathroom and he finds the person there so of course the murderer is there with the dagger that is created out of the um the award the award that the one lady had received um and starts attacking him and shows the face of the horrible face the terrifying ugly face could be a mask, who knows? But Gabriel or whatever, um, as he's running away and things like that, his body joints move in different ways. Like so, yeah. he'll be running, he'll be running full force one direction, and then his body move, his joints move so that he could run at the same time to the side or to yeah. the back. And he's like jumping around, which makes the sense of the word simian, you know, like monkeys. And so, like, that's what he's called in all the doctor's notes. He's, like, jumping around and all these things, like, down, like, fire escapes and through, back through the Seattle underground. Yeah. 
which is where, and at the whole time I'm like, oh my god, I need the I need the cop to survive so that we can be sure that this is not in her mind. Yeah. But it could still be her interpretation of events. It's so crazy and so good. Yeah. Okay, let's keep going. Oh, this movie just keeps getting better. Yeah, keeps throwing twists out there. Okay, so this whole time there's been a woman that the bad guy has got in some creepy, looked like a dungeon thing, um, and it's all dusty and stuff like that. Um, this woman was the caretaker of the Seattle Underground, so she's one of the docents there, um, where she had been taken by the bad guy, and. So, meanwhile, Madison is getting a, in her living room, is having, like, like flashbacks or is going, going through hypnosis yeah. to figure out that Gabriel is her imaginary friend that told her to kill mom. And the baby. And the baby by cutting a big slice of cake. But it wasn't a slice of cake. It was the belly of the mom. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> and so the, um, the woman that had been kidnapped, who kind of looks like she could be her mom. She might similar. be the bio mom. Just fell through the goddamn ceiling. Yeah. Into the living room. Yeah. While the cops were there <laughs> and the hypnosis person, and basically it's her and not her, and insanity is ensuing, and we still have forty minutes of the forty-seven minutes of the movie. No, you're not good at addition. No. Or subtraction. Forty-seven minutes. Thirty-seven minutes. Thirty-seven minutes. Oh, we have thirty-seven minutes left. <laughs> Of the movie. I'm so good at math. What do you think so far? It's good. It's good. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's go. God damn. (laughs) Yeah, it took a turn. Can you explain what just happened? Uh, Well, we learned about Gabriel. It is like a basket case kind of thing. Yeah. Where they rem- he was a parasitic twin that they removed most of him, but they couldn't. They were he was a parasitic twin on her back that like they were, but they were attached to the brain. Yeah. So he could actually the things that that Gabriel saw she could see, but Gabriel could also like make her go into a fugue state where she thought she was living her life, but actually he was in control. Um, and so, but when they did the surgery, they couldn't remove all of his brain. So they just shoved his face in her brain and closed the lid. Yeah, and when her husband hit his head, hit her head against the wall, guess who's back? He's released. He is released, and that's why every time, every time Gabriel's killed and she sees what happened, she's got blood on her pillow. That's because he has come back. He's he's emerged from her skull and then went back in. And the reason we know that he emerged from her skull. We got to see it. We got to see it, and now we understand why he walks so creepily with his body bent backwards. Is because he's in the back of her skull, and like yeah, he just flips her around. He flips her around, emerges from the back of the skull, like Mm -hmm. comes out with his creepy face, all horrifyingly, and then you know he for some reason is able to give her super strength. Yeah. And then she just killed an entire uh, prison full of ladies that one of them was dressed like Foxy Cleopatra from Austin Powers Gold Member. Yeah. I don't know why, but I mean, that's an interesting choice. 
Um, and then, but anyway, because like they they were bullying Madison and kicking her and stuff like that. And then I guess Big Brother Gabriel came out. Yeah. Um, and holy cannoli. That's pretty wild. It and, was some pretty cool scenes, though. Like, yeah, it was some pretty amazing scenes. And that must be this, quote, stupid twist. I don't think so. I there's don't think still, it's that stupid. I think it's reasonable. There's still more time left, too. There's still more time left, so let's figure it out. <laughs> okay. Ooh. <laughs> Fuck me running. That's a good movie. It was different, that's for sure. I've got to say, I don't think I've seen one much more different. No, not at all. I, I think that there's something incredibly beautiful in a lot of the shots. There's a lot of really amazing scenes, like, in the house, in this, like... You would think, that in the horrible, scary um, asylum or hospital from yeah. the beginning, which the sister goes back to to, um, to find the medical records, you would think that this would indicate that there would be some bad thing that happens there that we would see later in the movie, some big confrontation in the scary abandoned thing. But it was barely part of it. It was really quick. Yeah. And then we just went back to the house and watched home movies yeah. um, where we got to learn things about the malignant tumor. The yeah. end of the movie, what do you, I guess the, the, what they said was the stupid twist was... Was the fact that there was a body living on her back. I know, but that's not a stupid... I mean, that's like a whole part of it. It's been done before. It's been done before. Or I think the twist was that that he was still in her brain. Yeah. And that he would pop out. But that was really cool. I don't know that that's been done. No. No, it was just basket case where the twin was removed. And the wild thing to me is thinking that this twin... I mean, okay. My brain is kind of blown a little bit by this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's so did good. It, did it break you? It broke me a little. I might have a basket case in there. So the reason why she kept losing her babies was because her twin was siphoning off the baby's energy so they would get enough power to, like, get big enough to take charge. Yeah. And then was cracked open and, uh <laughs> when her See? head got smashed in. Shouldn't abuse your wives. They might she, release their monster. And their monster you. demon, which is a brother that somehow got subsumed... In the womb, which doesn't make any sense because if it was a, usually I think um, with well, I think it was more like a Siamese twin. No, things Siamese twins. No, a things, conjoined twin. Yeah, conjoined twins happen when it's identical twins that don't split oh, yeah. appropriately. Well, she was saying yeah, this would have been fraternal twins well, this that was, got eaten in the womb. Well, they said too it was because there's tumors that grow hair and teeth yeah. and stuff. This was a tumor that grew hair. And well, it was and there the was most... like an, a one-off line that this was uh, consumed her twin in the womb. Yeah. And so that probably, if like, I don't know if that can happen where there's there's twins and one gets consumed, right? That happens sometimes. I Even don't... though they should have different sacs and placentas. And I'm, not, I'm not looking for a medical. I'm not looking for medical explanations in this. The, her skull opened up and it became a brain yeah, person. It, it doesn't work. With teeth and shit. And named Gabriel she... that's also called Satan that makes her kill people. Yeah, and she closed her own skull up at the end. Oh, yeah. With she closed, willpower. She closed her own skull because she's got Gabriel's powers too. It's always been her body. Yeah, there's lots of plot holes. I don't know about that. I think that it's just crazy. It was just dumb fun. She, Yeah, and she like basically is able to trick Gabriel into being into a mind prison. Yeah. And it's pretty wild. Yeah. No, it's, I enjoyed it, but I'm not going to look at any 
any uh well i like looking, cohesive membranes i know in this i film. like looking at like the plot or like the or like how the thing works because i gotta say the mad mind that came up with this insanity <laughs> i want to see more of the what they've got going on i want to yeah. see more from this director because it was a beautiful movie yeah, that overhead shot through the house as she's running through all the rooms. Yes, was pretty incredible. And it's kind of interesting when you think about how, like the, the way that she's being portrayed when she's when she is running through all the rooms, when she's doing these things, when she's finding out, and we find out later that this is all imagined because she's in a mind prison, right? Yeah. So, it looks cinematic. Because it is cinematic. It's like a, a video, a movie that she's seeing and she's part of. Yeah. That is, it was a good movie I recommend. Do you recommend yeah, it? Yeah, I'd give it like a 7.5. or Maybe not if you've had some miscarriages recently. Yeah, that was... That not was, the best. Yeah, that was a bad coincidence. There. Yeah, unfortunately, but I, I'm fine. I'm fine. Good. Chucky can tweet at you and say how... Horrible. What the heck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what are we watching next? Okay, well, we're going back to the the top-ranked okay. horror films on Metacritic. Yeah, because we just skipped that weird German one that we couldn't find. Yes. But we will be going to Repulsion. Ooh, I've never seen that. Have you seen that? I don't think so. I'm going to try to uh, stream this trailer to the TV. Are you repulsed by it, perhaps? No. Oh God, Lola has got a little dirty mark on her side, and she's a little white cat. She's all white, and she's got this dirt on her. I don't know where she's been. Whoa. That's really loud. Michael Klinger and Tony Tensor present the first British film of the internationally acclaimed Polish director. Oh, man. I know, but... I don't like watching this rapist movies. Can we skip movies by rapists? By child rapists? Can that be the line? Well, we already watched one of his, but... We yeah. did? What did we watch? Rosemary's Baby? Oh, yeah, he did that one. That was before he... Well, so 1965. <laughs> okay, we can watch before he was a rapist. How about that? Oh, it's got Catherine Deneuve in it. Yeah. Okay, let's keep watching. Okay. I don't know why it's showing it so small. That's fine. It's probably because it just can't be bigger, John. This is just what the, the size of the screen was back then. Oh. Repulsion. There's people running into walls, screaming. Repulsion, a frightening film that takes the everyday world and distorts it. Distorts it. the mind of a girl driven to insanity. Oh, a crazy person. Yeah. Great. We're following the trend here. Yeah. The film was ever shown with such intense reality, the terrifying journey into madness. Ooh, a terrifying journey into madness. Yes, please. Ooh, attractive body, this beautiful girl. Oh. There's a mind of a killer, John. That sounds very similar to what we just watched. Are you trying to tell me I need to kill... Oh, now she's naked. Possessed by the nightmare world of her sensual fantasy. Ooh, sensual fantasies. Oh, did she have an orgasm once and now she's got all night... Oh, this is like a famous scene. Yeah, the... Her walking through the hallway with, like, hands out. I've never seen this movie. I have seen that scene before. And like things based off of that scene. Yeah. Why is this so creepy? There's always rape, creepy rapists in movies. I hope she kills him. Oh no, he's trying to rape her. 
I don't think he's gonna be now able to do it. Oh no. She gonna eat people? Repulsion. Captain the Nove. It's a lot of like very intense music. Yes. Symbols. It's not really music. Yeah. It's, just it's like, it's repulsion. Symbols. Oh no, not the rondelle on the ceiling. Not the rondelle on the ceiling. Ah! Okay, that's enough symbols. I hope that the movie does not have I symbols in it. I hope it has all it. symbols. It's just like the whole time. Are you repulsed yet? Are you repulsed, John? All symbols, all the time. I like how I just like say things and then I say no. Look, Will Smith is King Richard. That's an oddly timed ad. Yeah, it's weird. And speaking of repulsion, should we give our hot take on the Oscar slap? Oh, I don't give a shit. I don't. I. I, I don't like people <laughs> hitting people. I don't think that's nice. No, I don't either. But it's just a thing. I learned that Chris Rock has a thing where. I guess he must be mildly autistic or something because he has a thing where he cannot read body language. Okay. So the reason why when Will Smith came up to him and he, you know, and slapped him, he the reason why he goes, uh-oh, it's just as a joke or whatever, but he put his hands behind him and was standing up straight because he couldn't tell that he was about to get slapped, uh, which is kind of sad. Did you see the Ricky Gervais tweet about that? No. Where he's like, I wouldn't have got up, in, or he said about, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have made a joke about her appearance. He would have made a joke about her boyfriend. <laughs> it's just kind of a weird, like, we don't need to be inside of that relationship kind of thing, but then we're all forced to be inside of it. Yeah. Well, mm. I'm sure he's regretting that slap now. Well, I'm as much as someone that's worth $300 million can well, regret anything. Well, you got the... 10-year ban. Yeah, but from going, from going to the party, but from he still gets to get... Academy. Yeah, but he still gets to get Oscars. And he still well, he gets won't. to get all the money from being a millionaire actor. It's not like... Well, he's going to lose a lot of jobs now. He will not get any more Oscars. I don't know. He will not be nominated for an Oscar again. I bet he will. No, the Academy's not going to make that mistake because if he won and he's banned... Yeah, he can't come. And, and like, banned in theory, you're not even supposed to, like, be there on, like, video. Yeah, yeah, he's he's not gonna. He's, but I mean, they only banned Roman Polanski like recently, relatively recently. Like they banned him like decades after. No, they the, tried to lure him back into the states with an Oscar. No, they just gave him one because they're heartless bastards. Well, well, actually, somebody delivered it to him because they told him if if he uh, stepped foot in the states, yeah. he'd be arrested on hand. Yeah, for being a rapist. Yeah, but somebody and fleeing charges. But somebody uh, delivered his Oscar. Yeah, because, and then, like, you get all these actors that are in his movies that say, oh, he's such an amazing director. I wish he could be here. Yeah, let me see who Heartless that was. Bastards. Who delivered Roman Palat? Harrison Ford. Oh. Harrison Ford delivered it to him. Great. That's good to know. I mean, he wasn't. Whose hot tub was it? It was <laughs> like, um,. Will Smith's Oscar band took two weeks. Roman Pulaski's took 30 years. Yep, there you go. It's hard to say because it's like... Child rapist... His pregnant wife was brutally murdered by the Mansons. Yep. That's enough to fuck anybody up. 
I don't know if it's enough to make you a child rapist, though. Yeah, I don't know enough about him to, to mm. really speak on it. Yeah, okay. I never had an interest to look into him further, though mm-hmm. I did enjoy Rosemary's Baby. It's very good. And I did enjoy Helter Skelter. Mia Farrow is really cool. Yeah. He did Helter Skelter? No, that was about the murders of his wife. Oh, okay. Wait, are you like pro Manson murders? No, I said I like the documentary. Oh, Helter Skelter <laughs> that Vincent Bugliosi did. Oh, I was just told recently about a documentary that we need to see. That's like, and you probably have seen it. And it's a documentary about the creation of each of the Jason movies. Oh, I, I have it on DVD, but I haven't watched it yet. We have to watch it. Okay. I mean, it's seven. I'm probably not for the podcast. No, it's it's very. Uh, in-depth and long. Yeah, Stephen's seen it. And so when Stephen and I were chatting on the phone the other day, um, we uh, we talked about it. In fact, Brother Stephen's going to be on a, a podcast that might come in before... Um, we might slip it in before this podcast. Um, and we're watching Nothing But Trouble. Oh, yeah, I don't think but we I don't know. We're it gonna, before this one. Well, we're just going to slip it in whenever. Yeah. Oh, you, that is a... Multi- how many discs is it? What's it called? Oh, this is just the, the Friday the 13th from Crystal Lake to Manhattan. Oh. This is parts one through eight. Okay. Oh, what's your what's your grossest corner? Oh, I don't know. There was so much. There was probably the prison or the jailhouse scene. The jailhouse scene of the murders of all of it? Or just yeah. the, the emergence of yeah. the, um, the skull? The skull no, the, the murders of all of them. The murders of all of them is kind of hard to choose which was the best. I would say my, um, the most scared I was in it was when there's a scene in which there's this little girl that, like, she's like the quirky forensics person that's in every single cop show. Yeah. And she, um, is in love with the sexy cop that's in love with someone else. Um, and she's, like, putting, of course, what one does at night or alone in a dark evidence room, she's putting the evidence away of the murder, and then scary Gabriel comes down... And basically comes to get his stuff. And she's hiding and trying not to get killed. And she's, like, the only one that doesn't get hurt. Yeah. And she's the one we don't want to get hurt. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. But uh, that was just a scary corner. Grossest corner for me. I don't know. I wasn't really grossed out. I think that, like, you know, it was, it was like, her getting hit in the head and, the f- and like, how on point the her husband was. Yeah. In his acting. Because that was pretty fucking gross. Yes. Um, just like emotionally speaking. There's no brewer's brew on your end, but I'm having a little bit of wine from... Um, a little bit of Malbec from the Biltmore Estate. Um, when I, I went there recently with some friends and I got this Malbec for after the baby. But, you know. Anyway. So, it's okay. It's actually tastes a lot like ga- grape juice. <laughs> um, which is kind of funny because like that's what I drank when I was there. So it definitely has that same vibe. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, well, I think that we might have done everything, huh? I think so. All right, so there's just two things left to do. Stay scared. And stay married. Goodbye.
The intro and outro of our podcast is Fire and Ice Rock Mix by Stefan Kartenberg. Copyright 2017. Licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. Thank you, Stefan.